The Waddle and Sylvie podcast is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Sign up using promo code WMVP at sportsbook.draftkings.com. Live from the old National Bank State Street studio, across from the historic Chicago Theater, you are listening to Carmen and Yurko on the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. This is WMVP WSHE HD2 Chicago, a good Karma Brands radio station. Hi, it's Rand going to be a part of the show today. Great work by Black and Adala. Boys are on tonight with TJ Edwards at JMO's Live in Mokina. Great place. Six to eight. It's another Bears oh, night in there. Chicago with Miller Lite. Oh, yeah, it's a fun place. You guys have done shows, right? We've done shows there. It's time for Crosstalk brought to you by Club Hawthorne. Find a betting bar near you. Have some fun. HawthorneBettingBars.com. Waddle and Sylvia are here. The coach is coming up in, what, 10 minutes? 10 minutes. Coach Eber, Flues, Coach Flues. Probably not going to get anything on uh, Justin Fields, but that's okay. You can ask. You can I think try. he was uh, saving it uh, for the press conference for us. Maybe. Yes. That could I, be. I think he's got the answers, but he just didn't want to share it with the mass media. Okay. Because he, he wanted to share it with Waddle and Sylvie. That's correct. And the ESPN 1000 yes. Uh, audience. Yes. Break some news, Coach. Good luck to you. Yeah, I know. I wonder if he consumes Sunday football when he's not uh, working the way I do, which was I was in my underwear. We're going to ask him that. Actually, my pajama bottoms and T-shirt to like 3 o'clock. Hey. It was awesome. It's a way to spend a Sunday. Every Sunday. Love spending Sunday. It was fun. And it was a good look. It was was very fun. It was entertaining, at least. You know, you had all those games in that new window kind of coming down to the wire. And, yeah, teams going down their leg a little bit. But uh, it was entertaining. I heard you talk about this. This took me back in time, Carm. This afternoon game between the Lions and the Chargers. Awesome. It was like old school Late afternoon football that you remember. Shootout. No defense being played. Eric Coriel. I didn't mind it. Right into the 60 minutes. No, I didn't either. I didn't mind it. No defense, no problem. I I can enjoy a game like that. I really wouldn't mind it. I like when there's no defense being played, but they're two skilled offenses and it's creative football. I got no problem with no defense. You got playmakers everywhere. You have two quarterbacks that played well. Uh, You had Dan Campbell going for it five times on fourth down, including the biggest decision of the game. And, what a beautifully uh, designed play I, I, that fourth was down great. was to the tight end, and I loved it. I said, uh, Dan, you don't have to, uh, you don't have to care what other people think. You know, not everybody agrees. Doesn't matter. Do what you feel is right. Yeah. I thought it was good for him. Nobody's laughing at him now. Two, no. three years ago, four years ago at that press conference, everybody's laughing. Nobody's laughing at that guy now. Look, Nobody's laughing at that team. Look, now. He's got a tremendously talented offense and a very creative coordinator. Your team is good. You better go for that on fourth down. Love it. You're not the Bears. And the other team had scored on five straight possessions. Touchdowns on five straight possessions. He absolutely did the right thing. I almost think that's an easy choice for him. Because he's naturally aggressive and his offense is humming. And you know that if you get the first down, you finish the game. I always said this. Waddle, I told you when I was watching it in real time. That And who knows what's real and what's not in these hard knock shows but when I knew, and I, at least to myself, when I thought to myself that Dan Campbell was more than yeah. a biting of the kneecap sky, was when I watched Hard Knocks. Is when you saw him behind the scenes interact with his general manager, interact with his players, more than just give a pep talk to the team. Yeah, there's there's some there's some meathead stuff there too. Mm-hmm. But the way they gravitate to him, the way he leads, and and the, he's 
he's a deep thinker too. Yeah, well, he's, it, he's, is when you could tell yeah. that it, it, this is this is more than he's more than just that. He's yep. paid his dues too. Like oh, yeah. he, he's been in the industry for a long time, even after playing. He was an interim coach uh, yeah. with the Dolphins. Don't yes, forget, he was yeah, and that's when Ben Johnson was with him the first time. Yes, he was with the Miami Dolphins. It's yeah, it's he's a good story. He is I think you're right, Sylvie. He's uh, he's proved that he knows what he's doing in this in this position. This How about this? This kid is, we talked about him earlier. I, I mean, I, this kid is, he's on pace for 5,000 yards, you guys. Fun to Bears watch. still don't have a 4,000-yard passer. You know, he he's going to throw for 5,000 yards. I thought, I know everyone, I, I you mean, know, everyone's mixed on Orlovsky, but Orlovsky did a really good job breaking some of his stuff mixed. down. Nobody's mixed. Well, okay. Uh, but my point is, he did clear. a really nice job <laughs> showing how he's he's going through things in a it's, very educated manner. It's incredible. Like, he knows what he's doing playing it's the position. It's incredible. Incredible. And then he shakes off that interception. You know, that wasn't good to shake it off on the road against Joe Burrow. Look, you throw Uh, it 45 uh, times. If Tyler Boyd holds on to that touchdown in the end zone, that game might turn out different, too. It could be over, but that was a gift for the Texans. But. Why did they they and why did the Panthers want uh, Bryce Young? Like, the story goes is that they were trading up with the Bears to go get Bryce Young. Why did why did they not want C.J. Stroud originally? You're, I mean, like, uh, somebody, who knows? I, I don't know. And you'll never get a, a real answer at this point anymore. But we like, we talked about this on Friday. We brought it back up again today. The when we the, like the ripple effects, right? And like the weird things that happen. And the Texans are going to look back someday and thank Lovey after all. Oh, yeah, that, yeah. After all that, sometimes yeah. it's better after to be lucky than it, good. Like they're gonna, they, yeah, that's right. Sometimes I guess it is, and they're going to look back and be like, "Sweet Lord, Lovey, thanks." As bad well, as it looked in the moment, like l- think about where this could end up going. Well, you could go to the to take it to the next step, like Sylvie said. They were looking to move up to draft Bryce Young, and they ultimately ended up with C.J. Stroud. Another example. Listen, sometimes it's better to be good, you know, to be fortunate than it is to be good. It's crazy. You'd still rather have the pick of the litter, though. You just have to be right. True. You just have to be Absolutely. right. You just exactly. have to be right. You can't. You can't. Um, bank on the other teams getting it wrong right well this is why when people say well you can't draft a quarterback high again if you're the bears because look at the situation bryce young is in in carolina there's nothing around him. people consistently forget to then add the texans and cj stroud into that conversation as sylvie just said if you're drafting a quarterback high, you just got to draft the right one yes you do and then you got to develop right. you finally get it right and what i mean it's just it's he's been he's one of the stories of the year I mean, let's. They're a playoff team right now with that win because they have the head to head now. They're the seventh. Oh, they the head to head. They got the better conference schedule against both Buffalo and the team they just beat. I thought. Well, because they're, no, they're five and four today. with Cincinnati. Right. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. So Cincinnati oh, and gotcha. Buffalo are both five and four. I got you. They've got the better conference record than both of those. Got gotcha. you. Yeah. Okay. They That's beat why they the qualified. Jags handily too, didn't they? Didn't uh, they, they beat the yeah, Jags? I think you're right. Yeah. They like, did. I think they beat them once and lost to them once. I think they played them twice. They played twice already. Wow. Yeah, you're Listen, they've got a that. bad loss. They lost to the Panthers. That's a right. bad loss, but right. it's going to happen. Yeah, with a young team. It's a good, fun story down it's there. It's a great story. And I was rooting for the Cardinals like it was oh, a, like yeah. it was a Bears playoff game. Oh, yeah. like Kyler but, Murray, I was rooting for Kyler Murray. And I haven't rooted for Ky- Kyler Murray that hard since his rookie year. No Remember doubt. when he was a sensation? Yes. And he was fun to watch. I was like, let's go, Kyler. Totally. I, and you should continue to do that. 
problem is you got the Patriots and the uh, the Giants. Oh, that but you saw you saw yeah. like I tweeted Rainbow. it out. They play into it. There he goes. That's Look true. That's go. my good point, Sylvia. Yeah, they're right on t- right on cue. He's on yeah, TV. Right on cue. So they play in two weeks. The Patriots and Giants. AI. Unless they tie, which right. I, I don't. Maybe that could benefit the Bears too if they would tie. But someone's going to win that game. Someone you think? That game. Boy, that Patriots team, someone's, top woo. to bottom, is a hot mess. Mess. Hot There's mess. just no There's talent. There's no talent on there. And I'm sorry, even with no talent, I just don't see it with Mac Jones. Did you hear, like, uh, Rex this morning on Get Up just said, look, there's nothing personal about this. This kid can't play quarterback in the NFL. He's never been a fan. No, I know. Of Mac Jones? Yeah. Well, now, what happens, here's my question, time and place, like you always say, Waddle. What happens if Mac Jones was drafted by the 49ers, like everyone thought? That's a good question. Well, and, and, and he was their Brock Purdy. He like, instead of the seventh like rounder. Purdy. You know, you know, he, he, you know he and like he's Brock just Purdy. the point guard. Yeah. Are we talking differently of Mac Jones? Good question. Brock like, Purdy got back Alabama. to being Brock Purdy again this weekend. Great question that we'll never know the answer. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, in the right place at the right time with the right coach, with the right weapons. But right now, in the right line. Right. None of it looks no. right. He just, I don't see it with him. But it is a great question. I mean, this guy was being coached last year by Matt Patricia, for crying yeah. out loud. Yeah, and Joe Judge. And Joe Judge. I mean, come on. And so maybe I, I, we shouldn't be so hard on him. While Brock Purdy's got to play for Kyle Shanahan, he's being coached by Joe Judge and Matt Patricia. Get real. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I think so that's So, yeah, to it's easy yeah, to say. Yeah. Guys. Good yeah. luck. All right, Thank boys. You. Have a great show. You Coach got Jesus it, guys. coming up with the Welcome boys back, next. Johnny. So then we have uh, Jed Hoyer, too, coming up at 3.30 nice. today. Great. General manager, or the president of the Cubs. You guys getting counsel on? Counsel, now, we don't have counsel today. who's going to sign with the Cubs, right? Oh. He's going to join us, too. Careful, it might be after your job, too. Who's that? Counsel. Counsel? Ooh, wow, Yurko. Jeez. All right, let's bring him in right now. He's the head coach of the Chicago Bears. He joins us every Monday at 210. He's Matt Eberflus on the Car X Tire and Auto Hotline. Coach, how was your weekend? Uh, it went well. I had some time to uh, do some self scout and uh, you know spend some time with the family as well. So overall, it was a pleasant weekend. But so when you look in the mirror and you do some self scouting, like what is a one or two things that you find about yourself that uh, that you just like, like that you have those conversations, you know, with your coaching staff and with with yourself about. Yeah, you know, so really you want to look at first and foremost is the individual player. So the position coach and uh, his position looks at every guy and really focuses on one or two things that guy can do better um, in his technique and fundamentals. And that's probably the most important thing we do. And then we look at our scheme and look and see, you know, if our certain looks, you know, and how we can play off of those looks and making sure we do a good job of self-scouting um, what our opponent's looking at. And uh, that's an important piece of it as well. Did you have an opportunity just to sit on your couch, coach, and watch NFL football as well? Yeah, I did. I had a chance to watch the games yesterday, and it was uh, it was good to watch those. And I watched uh, most of the play, uh, guys in the division, and uh, it was good to uh, good to do that. What's the setup like? Are you in your lazy boy? Are you at the facility? You got some snacks around you? Give us the Matt Eberflu setup for a game day. Yeah, it's it's pretty much just sitting at my house, uh, you know, in front of the TV with my girls and uh, just kind of hanging out watching the game. Okay. Are you coaching up the television? Are you telling your, your daughters and your wife what's going on, or they've been around the game long enough that they know what they're looking at? No, they're, they're telling me what's going on. They've, they've been around the game long enough. <laughs> All right, Perfect. so here's what we want to know. Um, what was up your sleeve? 
Well, you know, it's a lot of things that were up my sleeve. A lot of them didn't come to, come to fruition, but for sure uh, we played well in defense uh, in the second half, and we certainly closed the game out the right way um, on offense. So that was the positive side of it. Um, obviously it was a close-scoring game, and, and it was nip and tuck there, but our guys came through and played, uh, played well at the end. When you said that uh, on the sideline, we had some fun too, and I loved your exchange with Jason Leisure afterwards, and when you said what's up, what's up yours in the return, um, did you did you think that you were going to run a, a, a trick play at that time, or were you just coming up with an answer because you really didn't know what to tell the sideline reporter in that moment? No, I thought we had some good things planned in the second half. You know, I thought uh, defensively we were, we were certainly uh, dialed into our pressures and our coverage, coverage looks and, and wanted to continue to do that. But, uh, yeah, we always have some things that we're planning for the second half, and sometimes you get a chance to run those and sometimes you don't. And uh, But, uh, again, I thought we finished well. Coach, what can you tell us about your quarterback situation heading into Detroit? Yeah, so right now I don't have any more updates uh, on that. You know, we had a light practice today. Um, he was out there throwing, and, uh, you know, he did well. But I don't have any more updates in terms of, uh, you know, uh, updating, you know, starting status, who's in, who's out right now until Wednesday. Do you have an internal kind of deadline in your own mind where you have to make that decision? Because if you're going in one direction or the other, you've got to make sure that one guy is getting snaps with the ones to get prepared against this Detroit defense. Yeah, you certainly want that to be sooner rather than later, and uh, we'll make that decision as soon as as soon as we can, and uh, hopefully it's Wednesday, and uh, we'll we'll look for it from there. But uh, hopefully it's Wednesday. The goal at this point is for Justin to start this week, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. You know, when he's healthy, he's going to be our starter. And you know, obviously, when Tyson was in there, did a nice job. He was two and two as a, as a rookie quarterback, and you know, really showed promise and did some really good things. Uh, but uh, again, we'll when Justin's healthy, he'll be our starter. We get this a lot, Coach, from fans. They want to know this. So, if you could answer this directly, um, people, especially those who are big fans of Justin Fields, want to know if you tailor the game plan enough to Justin Fields' skill set rather than just running the offense that Luke Getze wants to run. Yeah, we certainly do that. You know, we do whoever's going to be the quarterback, you know, it doesn't, you know, if it's Tyson or Justin, we're going to tailor make uh, our plays and our skill sets based on, you know, our plays based on the skill sets that we have. And uh, that that would be no different if, you know, DJ was there or or he wasn't or, you know, Mooney was in or Mooney was out. We always, you know, uh, curtail the offense to those skill sets. If Justin is is medically cleared and he does play, do you guys anticipate that the thumb will still be a nuisance even after he's medically cleared? Um, you know that's that's tough to say. You know we got you know we got to see where it is. Um, like, you know, I don't have the answer uh, for that. Um, that's looking into the future, so I don't I don't have the answer for that yet. Coach, after seeing Tyson play or start four different games, um, what are your overall thoughts on him? And are you convinced that he will be in this league in some capacity for a very long time? I do, I, re- I really do, because just because of the poise, you know, he had he had great poise, great presence. Um, he had, he was great in the pocket, you know, knew when to get rid of the football and and uh, really command had a command of the huddle, um, operated well in two minute scenarios. Um, you know, the one before the half there, um, obviously the first drive that he had to start the game in New Orleans was, was pretty impressive, actually, the first three quarters. So um, did a lot of really uh, nice things for us. And, uh, you know, again, it showed. And uh, we're excited where he is. But I think for sure he's going to have a, a, a really good career in the NFL. What is his ceiling? Is, I mean, is he a backup? 
Or, or, or would you not put a ceiling on him? Yeah, I would say where his floor is. His floor is really, really, really good, and and he's standing on solid ground because he can operate, and he's super, you know, super smart, can execute, and I think he has really good rhythm and timing and feel in the pocket. Um, his ceiling, we never put ceiling on any player. I think uh, it could go as high as he want, wants it to, and uh, we'll, you know, we'll see where it goes in the future for him. Coach, how about the guys up front when everyone is healthy? Does Co- does Cody go back to center, or, or will you keep Lucas in that spot? Yeah, we're looking at the combinations. Obviously, having Nate Davis come back, you know, gives us some flexibility, and uh, we're certainly looking at that right now. Um, and we're not going to reveal that until we get into the week. But uh, we are certainly excited to have Nate back, you know, along with Cody, Lucas, you know, Tevin, um, having full strength back inside for sure. But when Nate is healthy, like Justin, he starts. Correct. What's that? Say it again. When, like Justin, when Nate Davis is healthy, he's a starter. Correct. Yeah, Nate, Nate is a really good player, and we're excited to have him back. And, again, we'll talk about that rotation in terms of what it is, what it looks like. Uh, but, yeah, we're certainly excited to have Nate Davis back. Coach, uh, you go to Detroit this Sunday. That's a really good football team. You're looking to win consecutive games for the first time since you took over as the head coach. You're trying to establish something here in Chicago. Would you say that this is the biggest game of your co- coaching career here in, in Chicago? Well, I would say that every week is that way, right? This is a one-week league, and uh, we certainly are playing a good football team this week. You know, they are really, uh, really talented, and they're playing complimentary football. And uh, it's going to take all of us to uh, to get this done, and and we're excited about getting our game plan uh, going here. And like I said, we had a little preview with the uh, players today, and then we'll get going on Wednesday. When Ryan Poles met the media about Montez Sweat, um, he gave you a, a big vote of confidence. Have you and Ryan had a discussion about your long-term future with the Bears past this season? We have, we have not. No, we've just been working through the season. And we're focused on Detroit. And, uh, you know, we're focused on, you know, obviously you mentioned Montez Sweat. Certainly great to have him uh, a part of the Bears. And you can really feel him, you know, his factor that he's had in the first, uh, you know, two games that he's played in. And he's really brought the level of our defensive line in terms of pressures, in terms of sacks, and in terms of just, you know, harassing the quarterback way up, which certainly helps our secondary you know, our defense is playing, you know, really well uh, as of late. You know, in the last six games, we're ranked fourth in scoring defense, first in rushing, and then in the top ten and third down defense. So we're on the rise there, and Montez Sweat certainly helps us there. I thought he played great. And, and like Montez wanted to know where he's going to be long term, and he re- signed for that $98 million deal, and Jalen wants the extension. Do you believe that right now you're coaching for your long-term future? No, I'm just really focused on Detroit. I really am. I'm focused on developing these players, as you said, Montez and Jalen. Uh, those guys are getting better, and a lot of our young players are getting better. From you know, all the way from Tyson to T. Scott to you know to Mooney to all the guys that are working uh, on defense. You know, Gordon and Brisker and and all the young guys, Sanborn and all the guys that we've developed since we've been here, and we're we're excited about you know really developing that young talent uh, with the older guys that we have. Coach, a common thread with your three victories this year is zero turnovers in each of those games. Why does that situation kind of vacillate at different times? No, it's just really just about being focused and being detailed on it every single week, coaches and players, players and coach. And, you know, it's uh, zero turnovers and being plus five in the turnover margin, you know, in those three games, you know, is a winning formula really at any level of football. And is it always going to be that high, you know, zero and plus five? Uh, But you want to at least be even to give yourself a chance. 
Coach, we appreciate your time, and hopefully next Monday we're talking about the first two-game win streak. We appreciate it. Thanks, Coach. All right. All right, thank you. There you go. There's uh, Matt Eberflus, who joins us each and every Monday at about 2.10. We appreciate his time. He would not commit. Like, I think it's interesting. We know that Fields is their starter. And and he's like, as soon as Fields is ready, he's he's going to go. He would not do that with Nate Davis. You know what I mean? Like, Nate Davis was their free agent acquisition at guard. Now, they've moved Tevin Jenkins back to that position that he played last year. Is he just is he just doing that out of respect to Cody Whitehair? Like, to me, Cody Whitehair is not going to be a part of the team's future. No, maybe, I think that's probably, you hit it on the head. I think that, like, you... In this situation with a veteran like Cody, you're probably just saying what you're saying out of respect to him. But I think it's it's in the team's best interest that when Nate Davis is healthy, Nate plays right guard, Tevin Jenkins plays left guard. Right. That's who you are at your best. And if you're still trying to evaluate your quarterback position and you're coaching for your job security as well, I would think that you install those guys in those spots. That gives you the best chance to. Like, I'm trying to wonder, is there any chance that they liked Tevin Jenkins back at right next to Darnell Wright? And they see, boy, those two young guys together on that right side solidifying it. You know, even though we signed Nate Davis, maybe we just like the way those two play together. Or do you like I'm just trying to sort this out because what I'm most interested in, like the Lions, is building that front offensive line. Like, I think that that's like a secret to most teams success on offense is when you build that line, when you grow the line. So is Nate Davis part of the future? Like where's Tevin going to fit in? And, and that's to me why I would think Nate Davis would go back at right where you signed him. Tevin Jenkins goes back at left guard. And then you have your two tackles. Braxton Jones at a good game in his last game. Darnell Wright, we know is a big centerpiece. And then you got to find your center. Then you're growing depth and continuing to grow. But like, that's why I think it's important to play Nate Davis and not screw around with, well, this guy may play or you're going to rotate Cody with Nate and this and that. Yeah, I wouldn't. I, I, look, we don't get much from him in terms of definitive comments. So I, I fully expect Nate Davis, when he's healthy, comes back from a, a high ankle sprain, that he goes back to right guard and Tevin Jenkins goes to left guard. And at that point, if the actions are different, then... Yeah. Then we respond to it. But look, everybody needs what's best for this team right now. Your quarterback does. Your coach does. Everybody is coaching and playing for their futures right now. There's no reason to do anything that doesn't put everybody in the best position to succeed. Yes. Yes. All right. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Your thoughts on uh, what Eberflus had to say? Any thoughts on the football weekend as it played out? A lot of fantastic walk-off finishes, how it related to the Bears. Uh, I want to get to what uh, Craig Council said today. I was very excited as a Cubs fan watching the press conference today at 10 in the morning. Pants on or pants off? Uh, Pants were on. I was on the treadmill running, and I wanted to run through a wall at a very low speed, of course, so I don't think I could run through a wall, but I did click the treadmill a couple of times miles per hour faster, or at least a couple of tenths of miles per hour faster. Based on how you felt physically at that time, do you think you would have broken your nose or your junk if you'd run through that wall first? Probably my nose is bigger. <laughs> at that time, my nose was bigger. 
Though, no, no, the way Council was talking, maybe not. Can you even run with a cubby chubby? Nah, like, it's tough. That yeah. would be, it's tough. You're doing it with a weird gate. Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, 312-332-3776. Yeah, it is, but that's what we specialize in. Uh, Jed Hoyer, one hour from right now. We'll see if he's uh, still open to big game hunting and if Otani's number one on his must-haves this offseason. And if you want to talk some football, whatever's on your mind, we're back from the weekend. It's Waddle and Sylvie. Waddle and Sylvie are back. Are back. Follow the show on Twitter at Waddle and Sylvie and at T Waddle 87. This is ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. So let's say I'm asking you about a specific steak and specifically a porterhouse. And the good thing about a porterhouse steak, it's like getting two different meats in the same steak. You get on one side of the steak, you get the filet. But that's not all you get, because on the other side of the steak, you get the New York Strip. Now, it's going to cost you a lot, because you're getting... That's a good two, piece of beef. Yeah, because you're getting two things in that one piece of meat. Are you willing to pay a lot for those two things, even if it costs you, say, $500 million or $600 million? Yeah, I will say, that was the best question I've gotten, maybe ever. Um, the the build-up to that, the connecting... A Boca restaurant and a porterhouse with a, you know, all-time great Major League Baseball player. That was that was yeah. amazing. So uh, I will give you a ton of credit. Um, I'm at risk of uh, of being called out for for tampering if I say anything other than I will say that's an amazing question. We're and, talking about porterhouses, yeah, though. Talking, and you, we're, we're, and we're you definitely about players. Uh, you definitely deserve a raise for that. So <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. Jed Hoyer uh, getting a lot of guys raises. Uh, that's for sure. Jet's going to join us in an hour this morning. <laughs> There's no question about it. You got to rise. I mean, a raise. Oh yeah, rise. Rise. that's right. Raise. So, Jed, uh, one hour from right now. That was when uh, Shohei could pitch. When we asked that question, um, and he may be able to pitch again. And it's one Think of the he can throw lefty. Maybe I bet he can. Yeah. Uh, to Pretty amazing talent. On a major league level, yeah. no. Maybe he can. Maybe he can throw lefty. Why has anybody asked that question? Maybe he's ambidextrous. A- Nobody's probably ever asked that question. Ask him. Ask him. Ask Jed that question. Uh, Cap's back on the uh, Shohei train. Uh, yes. he, he wants yeah. him. And towards the end of the year, he was just he's signing. yelling at Belly at and Snell. For, yes. yes. Belly and Snell and uh, no Shohei. He was out on Shohei. Yeah. He's back in on Shohei. It's good to hear. Um, and then I'm, I'm looking forward to, well, I'm not looking forward to this, but as soon as, if Shohei does choose another city, uh, the next play in the cap playbook will be, um, I didn't want him anyway. We're better off without him and the angels never won anything with him. So that will be next, but it's Ride good. To, roller coaster. I'm, I'm looking to, to, to finish the deal and get him. Yeah. I think anybody who's in Major League Baseball should be pursuing him. Yes. He makes you money. You mean, yeah. He subsidizes a portion of his contract. How many other guys can you argue that for? You're going to get the return on investment back in dollars and hopefully and home back runs. in wins. Dingers. Yes, back in wins and production and, and everything like that. I don't know if any, and if any player has ever paid for himself like Shohei could possibly pay for himself. Not all of it. But a no. lot of it. Uh, yeah, that's why I th- I, it should be an argument for even mid-market or smaller market teams. Yeah. I know you're not going to sign him, Cincinnati Reds. Shame on you for not being in, for even making a phone call. 
Shame or, on or the White Sox. Or the White Sox, The White of Sox laughed at it. Absolutely. Jerry laughed at it. That's a joke. Yeah. It, not in a, not not a humorous a, fan, no, fashion. No, right. It's a joke that every team isn't making the call and actually pursuing. Yep. Hope Make him a, say no to you. Hope you had a great weekend. So Jed's going to join us in an hour. In about a half hour, we'll play you the best stuff from the Craig Council uh, uh, press conference today. It was very good. Isn't that ever just every second of it for you, Cub fans? Every, it was. The best it, parts it of was, it was it every was, second he, of it? He gave you vibes of like when Theo would speak. Like the, just a guy who owns the room. You what? Where you can just see right away, dynamic, smart. I have you guys penciled in for two World Series titles in the next five years. Just, just give me one. Just give me. You two, know what I always two, say. Forty percent of the of the next five World Series are going to be owned by the North Side. Get to the playoffs constantly or often and win one. That the like. All the people like the only one, the only one, one crowd. You know, ask the Dodgers about yeah. that too. It's really, really, really hard. I think that's one of the worst arguments in sports that only winning one is a disappointment, even if you've got a team that's got so much talent. People still argue with me that the Theo era was um, unsuccessful, which is ridiculous. When you went to the playoffs all those years, three straight it, trips to mm-hmm. the NLCS. Mm-hmm. The golden era of Cubs baseball. Would I have liked to win uh, one of more? Course. Of course. But get, if, with, with every sort of build of a team, if I could win one championship of that incarnation of a team, sign me up for that. Yeah. Sign, like Instead of just on a Sunday rooting for draft status. Like, that's, like I'm sick of that. But that's what I was doing yesterday. By the way, the holiday parody song contest, we want to turn up um, the heat on this this week. With, with uh, you know, there's no Bears game this week. We're going to start getting into the midst of the holiday season with Thanksgiving. Just, uh, what, a week and a half away from Thanksgiving? Um, so get your entries into ESPNParody.com. I was told we have a good Joniak entry to play you today. This year's grand prize is a year's worth of groceries from Jewel Osco, Love it. plus an American sale gift card. You have between now and December 8th. It's got to be to the tune of a holiday song. And um, like, there's no actual limit on how long they can be. I would suggest the shorter, the better. The holiday party will be December 15th at Bub City in Rosemont. Put that in your calendar as a must attend. Because it's not just a place we crown our champion. It's really a Waddle and Sylvie holiday party. Mm-hmm. It's all presented by Elijah Craig, Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. They're in for the first time ever. We thank them uh, for being the title partner here. And also brought to you by Jewel Osco, American Sale, who has been in year in and year out in 19 Crimes Wine, back for a second straight year. We love those guys over at 19 Crimes Wine and appreciate their partnership as well. Um, so... You know, I, 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 you know, there's lots of football to be taken away. Uh, I was rooting for the Cardinals, you know, for, to get that number one draft status. And it's, it's both you feel great about it being in the pole position to get the number one pick. And you feel dirty about it because that's sort of. I don't feel dirty about it. You don't at all? No, that uh, especially because it's going to be Carolina's pick. Right. The, yes. It's a lottery ticket that you made a great savvy no trade. Dirt on me. I got no dirt on me on that. Right. Keep right. losing, Panthers. Right. It's not exactly like rooting against your team, but but still, it's like the big the big takeaway from this year's season will be 
what the Carolina pick is. That that's the biggest reward from the twenty. That's where you feel a little dirty. No, I don't. I don't feel no, dirty. Not at all. No. Okay, good. good. No, I mean, that was why you made the trade last year. Yeah. You made the trade last year to acquire DJ and to get next year's first-round pick. Look, I, I mean, I, I'm not cheering for losses from my favorite team right now. I'm cheering for Carolina losses. But I, I've always felt, again, this year is year one of the rebuild. If you're going to go 3-14, and, and 14, it's going to be because of some of the decisions you made with some of your young players didn't pan out. I need to see some of these guys develop. And that's going to make you win more games. So I don't expect them to win 10 games. I don't think, do they even have mathematically? I don't know if you could. No. Um, but wait, what, what are they? Three and seven? Are you three and seven right now? So yeah, you could win seven straight. You could win seven games and be 10 and seven. I don't believe that's going to happen. But no, I they, do want to no, see they, them. They can't. I know you're well, going math. I know you're going math, but they, they can, can, but they, they won't. Um, but if you only win three or four games, that means like your young guys didn't do anything, right? So we, I, I mean, there's a, you know, there there there's a push and a pull here. Yes, as we are rebuilding, you want the highest possible picks. But if you continue to get really high picks, it means nobody's developing. So as long as you've got the Carolina pick. And that hopefully is going to be number one or number two overall. If you find yourself at seven, I'm not going to be, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be okay. Here's what I was wondering over the weekend. I don't, and I'm not steadfast on this. This is, again, the just asking game. But I was, I was trying to think about history on this. Bears fans and the game again that Marvin Harrison Jr. had. Really, really big. There's a, I saw a poll question that had several thousand votes on if you were polls, what would you do? And Marvin Harrison, I think, was the number one option with the number one pick. It was something like draft a quarterback, either Drake May or Caleb Williams, draft Marvin Harrison Jr., or trade back. I think those were the options or something else. Here's my question for you about Marvin Harrison. How many football teams in the NFL in years past have truly been built to win a Super Bowl and have done so around a stud wide receiver? I don't know if any. You like I know Jamar Chase was was drafted very highly, but again, it was because you had his quarterback. Of course, yes. And and, and without that quarterback. Jefferson on the Vikings, who is probably the best wide receiver in football. The Vikings have won every game they've played without him. What have they won with him? Most of the good wide receivers in the league, if you look at them, have not been top five picks. So, uh, like, I've heard this thing about you don't draft the quarterback, you draft the team, and then you circle back on the quarterback. I want to know... If you take one swing with the number one pick and you draft the wide receiver, are you really getting closer to the Super Bowl? And maybe you can sway me. I'm not. I would. I'd rather have Marvin uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. than not have him. He's outstanding. I've watched him play. But if that's your swing with the top pick, like I want to build both lines. I want to finish building the offensive line. I want to continue to build the front four on defense. I want impact players like that. I want the quarterback. 
whether it's Fields or someone else. I don't want to pass on that because you may never have the better chance to do it. If you if you get the dra- if you get the the pick and you may never have the number one, how many times in Bears history have the Bears had the number one pick? And you get the wide receiver. He may be great, but how many times has that been the ticket to the Super Bowl? Like Jerry Rice, yes, had Joe Montana, had Steve Young. John Taylor. Well, what did did Randy Moss do? I don't think Randy ever won a Super Bowl, right? He did not. He He was on an undefeated team. Yeah, but they didn't win. I I was just thinking out loud about this as I was cheering for the Cardinals. And you know me. I'm all things about drafting the quarterback early. That's my biggest thing. And I also want to build the the front. I want to build the lines on both sides of the ball. I, I would love Marvin Harrison Jr., but I'm worried about taking a giant swing with another wide receiver where you find them. There are, what, tens of wide receivers every year in the NFL draft? Yeah. We're, we're, like, if you go through the top ten wide receivers in the NFL today, I bet you most of them are picked in later rounds than they are in the first round. Well, Devontae Adams, Stephon Diggs are guys that are, you know, were drafted not in the first round. Devontae Adams, when he's healthy, to me, is as good as anybody in the league. Justin Jefferson was a late first, right? Right. Like 17 or 20, something like that. Look, I think it's directly related to who's in the draft at the quarterback position. Like the Kenny Pickett draft, if, if I had the number one overall selection in the year where Kenny Pickett, I think, was the first quarterback drafted, right? Number 20. It would be much more likely that I would draft Marvin Harrison Jr. then then if I've got guys, if I'm an NFL general manager and I feel strongly that this is a quarterback I can't pass up, this is a quarterback-heavy draft, then I can't take the wide receiver over the quarterback. Even if I think that the, the wide receiver is the better player at his position than the quarterback, as long as I think that the quarterback is an exceptional talent. My only counter to that, Sylvie, is I don't think if you're the Bears, if you want Marvin Harrison Jr. and you end up with the first overall pick, I don't think you select him with the first overall pick. I don't pick. either. I you think you, trade down you end up trading to three to, or to four. Two or three. Yeah. And there's, because like and that would be, multiple, but right. that would be like GML practice right. if you have these two quarterbacks. So far. A.J. Brown, I've told you, second round pick. Tyreek Hill, what was he, a fifth round pick? He had off the field issues. Sure, sure, I know, right. Fourth or fifth. I get it, I get it, but you are what you are. You are what you are where you were drafted. And I'm I'm, I'm just saying that he's great, and I loved his dad, and he's got all the skill. Like, he comes from great bloodlines. I'm just wondering, that's a lot of stock to put in. To a position that is usually deep every year and that is dictated by the most important position in football. Like I said, if this was a draft where you didn't have top-end quarterbacks, then the conversation may be worthy. But you can't – if I'm the Bears and I have the first or second overall selection, I'm not going as much as I love Marvin Harrison Jr., I'm not going to draft wide receiver if I believe in one of these quarterbacks. So that, that was, as I was watching Arizona, I was thinking about this, that there, P, I was getting texts from friends. Again, Marvin Harrison Jr. Love the kid. Love him. Is, is that what you want to put one of these high picks into when there's so many other positions on the football field? Would you rather have Marvin including- Harrison Jr. or C.J. Stroud? 
Because your well, hope is, is that you draft C.J. Stroud. Who, who's Mar- and who's C.J. Stroud throwing to? Tank Dell? Tank Dell. Right? Three three two three seven seven six. Robert Woods. Yeah. Noah Brown. Noah Brown. Released Noah Brown. from the Cowboys yeah. last year. So, it, it, I, 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 I'm not saying that that's the answer. I'm just asking. But uh, it's, it's interesting food for thought. Jed Hoyer is going to join us at 3.30. We'll take your phone calls next. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitch at ESPN 1000 Chicago. Waddle and Sylvie are back on Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN Chicago. But, uh, we'll play some correct counsel coming up, talking some Bears. I was asking about Marvin Harrison Jr. and like how high does wide receiver? Fildo had a great response on on Twitter. Very rarely go to Twitter for quality stuff, but he, says, he had a good response. Doesn't having a horse blank quarterback and the best Ohio State receiver just make you the Jets? <laughs> Football hell adjacent. That's funny. It's Nobody's easy. saying this is apples to apples, okay? Certainly everyone's going to get a little feathers ruffled, but I thought it was good humor. Yes. Good humor. Uh, Ryan and Carol Stream, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Ryan? Hey, guys. How are you doing? We're good. Great. Hey, just I was listening to your conversations. I'm driving back out from the city, and just had two kind of questions and comments. One, on the top, if you get the top pick, and I think the way things are trending with fields, the Bears are probably going to take a quarterback. I'm curious as to after what you've seen over the past few weeks. I know we've got a little ways to go in the combine, but do you lean more towards Williams or more towards May now? In part because Williams is starting to remind me a little bit of Bryce Young and May is starting to remind me a little bit of C.J. Stroud. And then the final question, if you do have another, the other top at the top five pick and you can give Marvin Williams, I would personally take him over Marvin anyone Harrison. else because of the pen. Yeah, Marvin Harrison. Sorry. Or would you take one of the tackles or a defensive guy. It just sounds like you were trending towards the ladder. So You're going to have to... Uh, 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 Ryan, thanks. It was tough to hear at the end. What did he say at the end there, the second part? Or would you, I think you go for one of the linemen instead of the yeah. wide receiver. I think yeah, that was like his three, there's, there's three really highly thought of left tackles in this draft. One's at Penn State, right? Correct. He's the yes. top one. And then what? there's one at, at Notre Dame. Isn't there one at Alt? Isn't John Alt's yes. son yes. one of them as well? Could you, you do correct. worse than than Braxton Jones as your swing tackle? Uh, like, like you know what I mean? Like air on that side yeah. where you, you you get Darnell right, you you draft another tackle, and then you you still have Braxton Jones at a controllable cost yeah. for a couple more years. I mean, what, like, like again, it's like you can never have too much pitching. Can you? Is there such a thing of having too many good tackles on a football team? Wait, wait, wait. I was all, I was with you on the, I'm just you know, asking. Select the QB over MH, uh, J here, but. But, but are you you're sure n- now about. Now you're saying you left ha- tackle over him? You, you have to be sure about Braxton Jones. If Braxton Jones plays great the last seven games, fine. But if there's still up and down, up and down, I don't know if you can go into next year, Meller, especially if you have a new quarterback with, let's hope Braxton Jones is the answer again. Can you? No, you're listen, you have to so. see how this season unfolds. You're right about that. The one thing though, Marvin Harrison, you, you named all the current wide receivers. I agree with you there. Those guys have been found in the second and third round for the most part. But a lot of people call Marvin Harrison Jr. the best receiver since Calvin Johnson in a draft. And you know what I'm saying? And, so, they, and they won a lot of playoff games in well, Detroit. But whose with fault him was that? I know. I, I I'm saying that again. And it's not his fault. And it wouldn't be my I'm just saying, is that 
just like when Ryan Pace took Kevin White. It wasn't I, – I didn't like the pick before I knew Kevin White was a bust because I didn't love taking a wide receiver to start a rebuild at seven. Um, and again, he's a special wide receiver, Marvin Harrison Jr., but where does a wide receiver truly raise the level of your entire football team when it comes to team building? That's my only question. Like, he had a great quarterback, Calvin Johnson. Matt, you guys tell me Matt Stafford's great. And and there was him and... I don't think you've ever used the word great in the same no, sense you guys as did. Matthews. You guys about. did. But I, you know what I'm saying. Again, I, I, like, you just had... This is... This offseason, as I sat there watching the Cardinals, this has got to be two home runs. This, you have to step up to the plate, and you have to crank two home runs. This can't be two singles. Crank two out. You have to crank two out. These can't be a single and a double. No more of that. You, you have got to step to the plate, and you have got to change your franchise moving forward. With And, and the trade that he made was a pretty big game-changing sure. trade. Now you've got to finish the job by getting that unbelievable franchise player for a decade to come whether he's the quarterback whoever he is and we didn't answer about caleb williams and we could do that on the other side um and then i've got some craig council i want to play for you jed hoyer coming up at 3 30 it's all next on waddle and sylvie